I think. Okay, there we go. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we're walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Just as Miranda said, um, we have several that are out. They are at uh, the fields of faith with the youth. So I'm going to say a prayer to um, start this devotion off. But as I say that prayer, remember those that are at fields of faith. Let's pray for those now as they meet at 7 o'clock tonight. We need to be praying for those that are leading worship. We need to be praying for the school administration. We need to be praying for those that are bringing a word to our youth tonight on that field. So let's, uh, let's just go ahead and bow our heads and pray. Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to minister your word, Lord. Father, I just pray, God, that you just have your way in this service, Lord. Let everything that is done here tonight, Lord, be done to magnify the name of Jesus. Let everything that is done here tonight, Lord, honor you, Lord, and bring glory to your name, Lord, and expand the kingdom of heaven, Father. I pray for a fresh anointing, Lord. Lord, your word is faithful to accomplish whatsoever you set it forth to do. Lord. Father, I just pray that you have your way in the service tonight. Let every ear be open to hear, Lord. Let us have spiritual ears. Let us have spiritual eyes that we might hear and see, Lord, the things in the spirit, Lord, as you have ordained them. Father, I pray for the fields of faith. I pray, Lord, for every leader, Lord, that has a part in that tonight, God. I pray for the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit to rain down upon that field tonight, Father. Lord, every corner of that field, Lord, let it be saturated by your glory, by your anointing, by your mercy and grace. Father, I come against anything that would try to hinder your work on that field tonight, Father. I take authority over the enemy, God, that would try to distract these young people that are coming to hear, Father. I pray that you bring youth from all over, Lord, from every corners of the earth, Lord, to this field, Father, that they might be ministered to tonight, God. I pray for an anointing upon the worship. I pray for an anointing upon the word. I pray that you anoint our friend Jan and that you anoint Zach tonight as they speak the word of God over these young people, Lord. God, that they their hearts would be tender for the word, that that their hearts, Lord, would be rich in soil, Lord, and ready to, to receive the word, that your word would take root in their hearts, Lord, and that it would grow and bear much fruit for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And Father, let everything that is done there tonight be done to glorify you. Let there be testimonies, Lord, come from this service on fields of faith, Lord. I pray, Lord, that there would be sustaining power, Lord, that they would not turn, Father, from you, but they would turn to you, Lord, and we give you glory and honor in Christ's name. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to just be honest. That's really the only way I know to be. I'm a very transparent person, and I usually maybe even sometimes say more than I should, but I have struggled with this devotion. 
and I've just gone back and forth and back and forth, but it's evident to me that Israel is on God's heart. And we know Israel is always on God's heart because they are his chosen people. But I know that the Lord wants to shine a light on them and um, bring attention to that nation. So we're going to talk about Israel a little bit. I want to share with you, um, a friend testified that when she traveled to Israel, the tour guide that they had at the Holocaust Museum explained that the Jewish nation was nearly brought to the brink of extinction during the Holocaust. Approximately 6 million Jews lost their lives, not just in Germany, but in many other nations as well, as Hitler's armies marched through many European countries. The nation of Israel was destroyed during the war. Hitler was defeated in 1945, and in 1948, the nation of Israel was officially recognized by the United Nations, and its homeland was restored. Today, in Israel, we see devastation. We see that families are being displaced. We see whole towns are being wiped out. Terrorists are discovering new ways to access control by using kites and balloons as new weaponry in order to disrupt and destroy the lives of innocent people and families. This is the reality in Jerusalem and Israel today. Children and families in Israel live in constant state of threat. In recent weeks, the city of Mevomodium in Israel experienced such devastation. Terrorists attacked the town of about 60 families representing almost 300 people, totally wiping out the town and literally reducing it to ashes. But it's in the face of tragedy that God always has a plan. He always has an answer. And his plan and his answer is more powerful than any attack that the enemy can bring against God's people. You and I have a mandate from God to be a part of that answer. You and I have a mandate from God to fulfill the biblical prophecy of Isaiah 6 and 1, to come alongside Israel, the Jewish people, as strangers and foreigners in their land to help, to help, to comfort, and to proclaim the good news. Isaiah 40 and 1 goes on to tell us, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended. God promises to prosper those who care for Israel. God promises to prosper those who care for Israel. So if you and I have a mandate to love and to care for Israel from, a, from afar or however it may be, then God's promise is for you and I. It says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended. Pray for peace in Jerusalem. May all who love this city prosper. America is a country that cares for the nation of Israel. America remains blessed as long as we're in unity with Israel. It's biblical. It's scriptural. God prophesied that Gentiles would partner with Jews to rebuild the land and replant trees of victory. You and I are the Gentiles. The Bible goes on to say, that those who sow in tears shall reap in joy, bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. This is what you and I must do for Israel. 
So in the 71st year of Israel, we, the non-Jews, are to memorialize the devastated communities of Israel by connecting with the land and the people of Israel. It's time for you and I to sow into the land of Israel as never before and help rebuild the fallen. And we can do that through the power of prayer. So we're going to take a look tonight at Ezekiel chapter 37. And we're going to take a look at the Valley of the Dry Bones. And we're going to talk about revival and renewal. The Lord gave the prophet Ezekiel a prophetic vision. Ezekiel saw an army of skeletons arise from the dusty bed of a desert valley, and then he outfitted them with muscle and skin. The Valley of the Dry Bones represents God's chosen nation, Israel. And God was showing Ezekiel that he wasn't done with Israel. And he's not done with the United States of America. So, as I said, we're going to talk about revival and renewal. To be revived is not the same as to be renewed. For example, if someone's heart suddenly stops, they need to be revived. If a marriage turns cold, it needs to be revived. Something at death's door needs to be revived. All of these situations and scenarios need CPR, the fresh breath of life that rejuvenates a lifeless body. We renew our library card. We renew our driver's license. When it comes to faith, we renew our minds through the word of God. We press in with prayer, seeking the Holy Spirit. And we need revival before we can experience renewal. The old things have to pass away. Revival must take place in our spirit before all things can become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ezekiel was immersed in a nation that was in desperate need of revival. That sounds like America, doesn't it? In front of him was a vision of hopelessness, a scattered a valley scattered with bones, dried skeletons, deader than you can imagine. And then God asked Ezekiel, he said, can these bones live? Ezekiel was challenged to see the valley of dry bones, not with the physical eye, but with the spiritual eye. He was challenged to see through eyes of faith, to see what is not as though it is. Again, I feel like that's where we are in America. That sounds like what we're experiencing here in our own nation. Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 3 says, The Lord took a hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Ezekiel responded wisely and carefully. Had he responded to God by his intellect or by his carnal mind, then he may have said that the bones appeared too far gone. He may have said that there was no hope. He may have said there's no chance of those bones being revived. And I think I've probably said those things about America, or I've thought those things probably. But that's not what the Word tells us. 
Ezekiel's personal relationship with the Lord taught him that the spiritual realm isn't bound by natural laws. And what forms in the spiritual realm in, in God's season and timing hasn't yet arrived in the natural world. And I think that's worth repeating. It says what forms in the spiritual realm in God's season and timing hasn't yet arrived in the natural world. And I think there are things that have been promised to us and spoken to us, just like in this prophecy that God has shown us about our own lives or about our own nation that we haven't yet seen. But we have to hold on to the promise and we have to know and understand and believe that what God has formed in the spirit, just because we don't see it, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean that it's not on its way. It doesn't mean that we're not in the process of seeing that happen. In other words, just because the bones look dry doesn't mean that they're going to stay dry. So whatever your situation is and whatever you're going through, just because it looks dark and bleak, and hopeless doesn't mean that it's going to stay that way. As God commands, Ezekiel continues to prophesy over the bones. The Bible says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You can't prophesy without faith. You can't have faith without hope. Ezekiel understood that God isn't limited the way that you and I are limited. He also understood that the Lord's command, that at the Lord's command, one can be used under the power of God. Ezekiel 34 and 7 says, prophesy to these bones. The Lord told Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As Ezekiel prophesied, the bones heard the command of God and they began to change. So you and I need to be very careful what we speak. We need to be speaking life into our situations. We need to be speaking the word of God into our situations. We need to be speaking the word over our loved ones who have not yet come to know the Lord, who might be dead in Christ, who are not alive in Christ just yet. It matters what we say. These bones were no longer dry, brittle bones scattered across a desert floor. They began to clink and they began to rumble as they were rising and they transformed from dry, dead, brittle bones to an army of skeletons. But that wasn't the end. The mission wasn't accomplished. Although God's people were being called back from death, they still had no life in them. As agents of revival, we have to be willing to hope again. Ezekiel spoke hope into a hopeless vision, and something began to happen. Just like our declaration says that we are to give hope to the hopeless. That's what Ezekiel was doing. He was speaking hope into a hopeless vision, and that's when he saw results. Verses 5 and 6 says, This says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. 
Ezekiel began to prophesy again according to the command of the Lord. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they shall live. So I prophesied as they commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from the graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it says the Lord and I can't help but get excited when I read that scripture because I'm ready to see some things come up out of the grave I'm ready to see some things that are dead to come back to life I'm ready to see some things that I've been hoping for and waiting for come to pass I'm ready to see some promises fulfilled and I'm ready to see it for this church when God told Ezekiel to command those bones to rise, he didn't stop there. His next command was for Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones to become connected to muscle and skin. The dry bones were experiencing revival, but they weren't yet complete. They possessed a soul with no spirit. And this is a perfect picture of what each of us look like apart from God. Ezekiel was staring down at a huge carnal army. An army of flesh. Isn't that what you and I face every day? When we leave our homes and we go into the workplace, we see all these people. Not all of them are carnal. Not all of them are of flesh, but many of them are. And this is what pastors have been preaching about is the harvest, 573, the harvest. When we go into our workplaces and we see the carnal army, we don't lose hope. We have hope in the word and we, we are God's hand extended to give that hope to this carnal army. There's hope because God didn't leave us powerless in the valley of the dry bones. He spoke to Ezekiel again, give them my breath. We are a lost people without the breath of God. And what we need today is to be well watered by the Holy Spirit and receive a fresh breath of wind from heaven. The Lord commanded Ezekiel to call those bones to life, but not to the life that they had previously known. The Lord placed his spirit within them. And just as he placed his breath into Adam, he places the breath of his spirit within us, and we feel the fresh winds of revival begin to begin to stir within us. Matthew 27, 51 and 53 says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. The veil of the temple separated the Holy of Holies, or the place in the temple where God's glory resided. The veil was torn so that no one is separated from God ever again. No Jew, no Gentile, not by veil, not by death. There's hope for the lost. 
There's hope for you and I. There's hope for what was dead can now live again. The scripture tells us that many of the saints were resurrected to testify to the new covenant. His glory was so great that death was conquered. And those who arose from the grave with Jesus provided the proof that God can, God will, and God does revive dead bones. Prior to that, Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave after all hope seemed to be gone. He had been dead for four days when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And it's time for some of us to start prophesying, come forth. Remember, Ezekiel didn't prophesy apart from God. It was by and the power and the spirit of the living God. He was lifted up by the spirit of God and through divine instruction to issue commands to the dry bones. God has commanded that you have victory over every enemy. Jesus said, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So just as Pastor said on Sunday, we're not waiting for revival. We're in revival. Those things that were once dead, we're seeing come to life. Souls are being renewed. Souls are being revived. People are coming in and accepting Christ as their Savior. Revival is taking place. Some of us need revival. Some of us need to be revived, but some of us need to be renewed. We all need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Many of us are tired. We're exhausted. We're worn out. We're run down, empty, and broken. And God doesn't intend for us to run on empty fuel. We need to fill up on the Spirit. We've got to fill up on the Spirit to go out into the highways and into the byways and to minister and to tell our story. I don't know if you've noticed the theme this year that wasn't planned, but everywhere we've looked this year, tell your story. It's because of your story. Your story can minister to people in a way that you can't even imagine, in a way that you might not even understand. But we need to be filled with the Spirit so that we can tell our story, so that the Lord can receive glory and honor and praise. Not a woe is me story. Story, but a look what the Lord has done story. There's a difference. For us to give hope, healing, and wholeness, we need to be filled. We need to seek a filling of the Holy Spirit so that we can be God's voice, so that we can offer that breath of God to others, so that we can be effective in the days that we're living in. We don't want to just go out here and just spin, spin our wheels. We want to be effective. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the filling of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to men. To have the ability to do that. To be empowered by the Holy Spirit. To do what God has called us to do. To go where he has called us to go. So tonight... We're going to remember Israel. We're going to pray for Israel. We are going to pray. We already heard the promises of God that we will prosper. We will be blessed by uniting with them and lifting them up in prayer, praying for protection, praying that they would come to the Lord and accept the Lord in all his mercy and grace and love. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for ourselves. 
I think it's okay for us to pray for ourselves, not just ourselves, but one another, our brethren, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I really feel like tonight the Lord just wants us to spend some time seeking him. I just feel like the Lord wants us to lift up Israel, to cover Israel, and to spend some time seeking the Lord um, for renewal and praying for renewal and thanking God for the revival, whether we see it or whether we don't. And, and spend time in your prayer prophesying over those areas in your life that you need revived and renewed. So I'm just going to ask that you would come forward this morning, tonight. Come forward tonight, and we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to spend some time seeking the Lord and praying for renewal.